hello, and welcome to another edition of The Word with Jeff and Robin Pruitt. We are really delighted that you're joining us today. Uh, whatever day it happens to be, honey, this is great because they can actually, it's archived, so they can join anytime they want. Right. Always feels like it's live, and so we're so excited you joined us. You know what else I'm excited about? I'm excited about 2-22-22. Oh, yeah. Our prayer meeting that night. We're going to have a right. great time together. We're going to have a wonderful time, and we really would love for you to come on out, um, you know, right to the church. And, you know, it's 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 like a one-hour service, but it is going to be power-packed, and we are really going to be praying, um, you know, some the supernatural. We're going to be believing God for some miraculous things happening that night. I don't even know. If we're, I, I haven't even made up my mind if it's going to be one hour yet or not. I'm just, I haven't put a time limit on it. I don't know. I'm expecting God to do great things. We're shooting for the hour. It could go an hour and a half. could go two. Uh, if God shows up, trust me, nobody's going to care. And those that, that can't make it that night, uh, I know a lot of people have asked me, they they just can't. They're either working or they're out of state um, and so on. They definitely are going to be able to see it online live or they can get it later in an archive. So, But um, there's something about that live experience, no doubt about it. Exactly. And I, I really have a feeling God is going to um, say some pretty profound things. And one of the things God spoke to me about 22 was that was the year of God reuniting with his people and our union of, of our fellowship with him getting stronger. And um, so when this whole thing came about about February 22nd, um, I knew it was going to be significant. We got confirmation from one of our great uh, elders here and to do this. And so it was amazing. And um, we started putting this thing together and God spoke to me about uh, the name being Accessing the Heavens. And then I found out later that that's the occult actually on these days, um, especially this, 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 this 222 Two two is supposed to be a very significant day of opening demonic portals. Um, I heard a prophet say that. I got online. I would say, I'm gonna say this guy's right. I, I just like gonna take his word for him. Find, sure enough, I googled it, and there it was. Uh, you will find that these people believe this, and so we're gonna stop dark portals from being open, but we are gonna access the heavens of God, the portals of heaven, the windows of heaven right. to see God bless us during this time. So come on out this Tuesday. It's at uh, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be here early. So we're always here early. So it's going to be a great time together. Honey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You Good. know, um, we just celebrated Valentine's Day yep. and it was, um, we've done 38 Valentines together. Yep. And um, what was so adorable too is um, you, you're one that you never do certain things on certain days. You know, you I don't like to be manipulated by it, the system. That's what that's what you always say. <laughs> so what happened was is we had our granddaughters over on Sunday night, the day before Valentine's Day. Yeah. And they just came over just to hang out and play. Oh, that's and, right. <laughs> and you had left for a little bit where well, you came back and and um, you know, you came back with uh, a balloon and roses and chocolate covered strawberries and it was so sweet. But what was adorable is our three year old granddaughter um, Ami, as soon as she saw you she come went, in with it, she got so excited. And she's just like, is that for me? Is that for me? I went, <laughs> and then, um, yes, yeah, some of it. <laughs> some of it. And then she grabs the roses and she grabs the balloons and she goes, um, the roses, I, the roses. Yeah. And she's just like, um, she looked at me and she goes, um, I'll share with you. And I was like, and she all goes, right. Hmm, nice. Where can I put them? She's looking for a spot to, yeah. to put them. She goes, I'll put them somewhere later, but these are really nice. I said, well, let's put them in some, in some water and everything. And she's like, 
no, I'm going to find a place to put them. And I'm like, because she wants them to for herself. <laughs> and it was so adorable. That kid so. loves gifts. Well, what kid doesn't love gifts? I know. But so, she really looks forward to it. So That's we, shared, we shared Valentine's. Together, except for the chocolate-covered strawberries. I wasn't sharing that with nobody. Well, you're getting better every single year and uh, look great. Um, won't tell anybody your age unless you want me to, but uh, you always get better every single year. And I so, have a birthday coming up this, yeah, this month. This, well, sort of. Well, sort of birthday. She's a leap year baby, so it won't be leap year this year, but we celebrate it on the 28th. Yeah, yep, I'll be 14 and a half years old. I decided once I got into the 50s, <laughs> I'm going, I'll go to the leap year age and and skip the the other numbers because that's it, it's getting way up there now. Well, you're looking good, well, so you don't have to worry you. about that. Okay, let's get into this today. Today, I really want to talk about, well, a couple of things. I want to talk about um, some things to do with, with how God operates mm -hmm. in the earth, and I want to talk about the supernatural realm. We're going to see how far we get today with all of this. You, you know, and, and we've said this before, normally <clears throat> we come up with a topic and then we do our own studying and then we... We come together and, you know, here, we don't even look at each other's notes and we, you know, we let the Holy Spirit just lead us and we'll just talk. But we did, I, you know, we were talking about some of the, th some of your notes and I was like, this is too good. So I am not, I'm going to try not to interrupt you. She got lazy. Um, no, no. She decided are, not to study. No, listen, I love, shame, I love to study. But these notes are so good. I said, you know what? Well, you'll I be jumping you in. Through. I promise you'll be jumping in because I'm going to make you jump in, Gara. Well, these are really good. Your notes are amazing, and I know it's going to be <clears> a blessing. <throat> so right now, like and share this <clears throat> yes. because, you know, the supernatural is real, and you need to, you need to hear these um, notes, get it deep into your, into your spirit, especially as we're coming up to our special night and, um, you know, accessing the heavens, but <clears throat> like and share this right now so it can get out to more people so that they can hear it too. Well, let me start with it by saying this statement. You cannot earn your salvation. You cannot earn your salvation. If you could earn your salvation, that would make you the savior. So the good news is um, you can't earn it. And therefore it had to be given to you by the Savior, Jesus Christ, who came to take away the sin of the world. And those who believe in him, believe in the sacrifice, believe that he was God, believe that God raised him from the dead, it's encompassing of the gospel, um, can and will be saved. Okay, So it's salvation is absolutely free. And the moment you gave your life to Jesus, that was the moment you entered in something called the kingdom of God. Now we say that, we we preach that, people see that at the end of, uh, um, you see that at the end of uh, maybe a, a name of a church, um, the kingdom of God. We, we hear that express. We know it's one of the messages that Jesus came to preach. But what is the kingdom of God? Because um, that's where the supernatural comes from. The kingdom of God is right from the kingdom of heaven. So kingdom of heaven is where God dwells, where God is. But when he wanted to dwell on the earth, he does it through another kingdom called the same system, but it's an earthly system, which is called the kingdom of God. Kingdom is two different words, king and dom, king and dom. And of course, king meaning king and dom is shortened for dominion. So it means the dominion of our king or the dominion in our case of our God who reigns as king. That's what kingdom means. Um <clears throat> It is also this, the kingdom of God is the rule of God. 
It's where God decides this is going to be the extent of my rule. This is how I'm going to operate and rule. Uh, it means it means the reign of God. It's where we find the reign of God. It's the ways of God uh, are found in His kingdom. The, it also expresses the authority of God. It's what He is how He exercises and what He exercises under His authority. In essence, it's it's God's mo. It's His method of operation. And so once you learn how the kingdom operates, you're learning how God operates. Someone says, how are you a preacher? You just act like you know God. Well, I do know God. I honestly, honestly do know God. But um, I'm learning about him every day. I'm not prideful and say I know everything about God. But the more I learn about his ways through his word, which represents his kingdom, the more I learn about him, his method of operation. And you learn so much about people's method of operation. You, learn, you, you really learn the details of the life when you understand their methods of operations. When you live in a, <clears throat> when you live in a city, you understand how that city operates. Yeah. I can't, you know, if, if I try to go to, you know, a new city that I've never been to before, I don't know you know, um, their rules. We actually went to Philadelphia one time and we had parked and instantly got a parking ticket. And we didn't know on that particular street, you couldn't do a certain thing. And even if you- They're posted, but they're so far apart. It was, was you know, and then even trying to talk to the, um, the guy that was giving the ticket on our car. And we're like, we didn't know that the sign, he's like, well, the sign is down there. We're like, we don't, We've never been here before. We didn't know that. So when you are not living in the kingdom of God, you don't know how it operates. And what did that cop say? Not my problem. Right. It's your job to find that out. And it's kind of, it's interesting because he was the one who has the authority. I didn't like what he had to say. I thought it was not fair. But the truth of the matter is, I really couldn't fight that because the truth is I needed to know. That's my job to know the rules. Um, there are several things you need to know about the kingdom of God. And this flows into right what, what Pastor Robin was saying. Number one, one is this the first thing you have you have in every kingdom is a culture mm-hmm. so philadelphia has a culture milwaukee has a culture you know we've lived in one two three four cities we lived in rockford illinois we lived in uh, beloit we lived in janesville and we lived in milwaukee I'm, i think that's four we lived in and each one of them have a separate culture the culture in rockford is not the same as in janesville and janesville is definitely the same as beloit and, and Rockford, I'm sorry, Milwaukee is not the same as Beloit or Janesville. It's probably closer to Rockford. We found that out over the years. But but even still different because the size of the city and the different types of people that are there. God's kingdom is a culture that we're to understand and adapt to. God's culture is far different than ours. And we see that in Isaiah uh I don't have the chapter and verse here, but Isaiah says this, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. They are higher than ours. So we've got to get out of this mentality of God, come meet me where I'm at. Our, our responsibility is come up to where he is. And every single time we, we, we gather together, every time we pray, my whole intention is I've got to, I've got to get my mindsets broken here to understand that maybe what I'm doing is not what God wants. And I've got to come up to where he is. That's a culture. It's understanding his 
kingdom culture. Uh, we even tell our church that we're not, um, even though we have, a, we have a lot of blacks, we have a lot of Hispanics, we have a lot of whites, we have a lot of, um, uh, eight, not a lot of Asian, we have some Asians, we have some Indian people. Well, I used to say Indian. I'm learning it's uh, um, uh, Native Americans, and um, I don't want to offend people that, that don't want to be called Indian. But, but we have them, and, and, but we do not call ourselves a multicultural church. Why? Because we've adapted one culture in the church, and that's the kingdom culture. So there's not multicultures. There's one culture, but we do have multi-ethnic groups. Mm -hmm. So Jesus understood the kingdom. He understood the kingdom of God. So wherever he went and everywhere he went, he talked like a man from another country, honey. He didn't talk like normal people talk. He said these kind of words. He preached this message, give, and it shall be given to you. Well, that makes no earthly sense. If I give it away, I'll have less to give. But he said, not in my kingdom. The kingdom, I'm talking about my father's kingdom. When you give, there'll always be 30, 60, and 100 fold back given to you, whether that be your tithe, your offering, whether that be a kiss and a hug, whether that be showing somebody some kindness and mercy, whether that is paying for uh, somebody at Starbucks and getting them a cup of coffee, whatever it may be, whatever you give, God says, I'll give back to you, but I'll do it. And I'll even give you up to 100 uh, full return. Uh, he, Jesus preached this message in the kingdom. You're to love those who hate you. That's a culture. It's a culture. I like to see our churches get back to love those who hate you. You know, it's easy to love people, honey, that love you back. Right. But you know, it's very difficult to love somebody who literally hates your guts. But Jesus said, this is how my culture is. This is how God's culture is in the kingdom. You love them. Uh, he preached and said, do good to those who use you. Wow, man, that's the last thing I want to do is good to someone who's been using me for, 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 for their own gain, their own personal gain. But he said, do good to them. Don't do them any harm. Uh, he said, if you get slapped on your cheek, turn to the other one. Give the other cheek to slap too. One preacher said, but after that, I'm out of cheeks. So don't be messing with me anymore. I don't think that's what Jesus meant. But he was saying, if you get, if, if you get slapped in the face, give them the other cheek as well. Show them that you're not going to respond in violence and, and, and that you're in the culture of the kingdom. Jesus also preached, forgive those who abuse you. Let it go. Let it go. That's the thing about being in the, in the kingdom of God is that once you, have his culture and understand who your father is, it becomes easier and easier. Let things go and not allow it to, to harm you or over overwhelm you. Um, another thing he preaches aspiring to be great. He said, if you're going to be great, learn to serve nothing wrong, uh, honey with being great. But if you're going to be great, he said, I want you to learn to serve. Most people have greatness inside of them. They don't want to serve. They want to rise right to the top, you know, and have everybody serving them. They miss but, that step. It's, and it's an important, it's important step. step. And they're wondering why they can't do what they feel that they're called to do. Mm -hmm. And it's because you can't miss that step of, of, of servanthood. What do you learn when you're serving, Bob? Tell us a few things. What, like what, what, what do you pick up in serving that you couldn't, you couldn't do? In other words, God expects us to serve before we get to that place, that top place. Why? You know, it, it, for me, it's, you and know. This is, cult, it's, this is culture, by the way. It's, you know, you learn humility. Yeah. You know, you really sometimes have to let pride go when you're learning to serve. And, you know, because sometimes we can think serving is beneath us and, you know, and we should be at this level or whatever. Wasn't beneath Jesus. It wasn't. And that's, that's our example. So mm -hmm. it teaches us humility. It teaches us 
um, you know, obedience. It teaches us love and teaches us how to um, not always think of ourselves first, but mm-hmm. to think of others first. Yeah, I think it's powerful. That's true. Uh, I've always told young preachers when they get really anxious and they want a microphone, they want to grab that microphone because they got to preach on them. Boy, they got to preach on them. And, and, and it's true, they do. They have a calling to God that's on their line. But I always want to say, here's a, here's a towel first. Learn to hold and handle the towel, the towel ministry before you get the mic ministry. Because Jesus got, he, the Bible says, he got the towel and he girded himself and he washed the feet of his disciples. Right. He learned, he was a servant to all. So that's how that culture works in God's kingdom. You want to be great, you got to become a servant first. The Bible says that everything that was made was made from the invisible world. Everything consists from the invisible world, which is the spirit dimension, the spirit world. The visible has a support system from the invisible called the kingdom of God. God established the kingdom to support the invisible. I should say this way, the kingdom of God was given to support the visible with the invisible because that world is more real and more powerful than this world. This one fades away. That one will never fade away. This body fades away. The body that we have in heaven will never fade away. All right, God creates everything with what? Does he create it with um, nails and and with glue and and with wood and and with flesh? How does he do this? Mm. Bible says he creates everything with words. Right. You speak, he said, and, and God said, and it was good. So when we pray, and we're going to be praying on two twenty two twenty two on Tuesday night, this Tuesday at seven o'clock. And it's going to be live stream, but I really want to see as many people come to this church building as possible. We're going to be speaking words because it will create forces. With our words, we're going to shut down dark portals that the enemy wants to open up during this season. And we're going to open up the heavens. We're going to open, we're going to have access to the heavens and open the heavens like Jacob and Jacob's ladder. And there was an open heaven and there was a ladder ascending into the sky. And the angels were ascending and descending upon this ladder above. Jacob and the top of the letter was the Almighty. So we're going to have direct access. God, how does He create? How do we create anything in this world? We create it first with our words. That's why the prayer life is so important. That's why we prophetically make declarations. That's why we speak the right thing, honey. Mm-hmm. That's why you have to be in your word so you know what to speak. Amen. And the word, know, the word, the word. I've told people so many times, especially you know uh, lately with you know just stuff that's been going on with children and you know um, just how the enemy is just really trying to wreak havoc on our on our kids. And I said, you know what? Get the word of God mm. and print it up. Um, you know, print it out on paper. Write it out on paper. Go to the dollar store, get a dollar frame, frame it and put it next to their bed. And when they wake up in the morning and when they go to bed at night, have your kids speak the word of God Mm. over their own life. This isn't something that just as adults that we do, we need to teach our children how to do it too. And you can watch how the word of God is going to transform them. The word of God is going to bring peace. It's going to bring comfort and strength and stability into their life. So we've got to even teach the young children how to speak the word of God over their lives. And these kids pick it up so quickly. And I love about, we taught our kids the same thing, and I remember them coming to us. We'd start speaking negative, and and our kids would actually say, well, Dad, um, you know, you always said, or, or Jesus says, or I learned in my Bible, or Sunday school. 
And they're learning those things, and it becomes so real to them, thinking, yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. The, the first scripture verse I taught our, our kids is, you know, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And then I remember, I mean, and, and they could quote it at a very young age. And then I remember seeing them do something or watching them do something. And I'm like, how in the world are they doing that? It's like, I don't remember teaching them. I don't remember, you know, um, showing them how to do something, but they were able to do things. And it was like, you know what, because they've spoken that word over their lives that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So I, you know, we were able to watch our kids just accomplish amazing things at amazing age because they were speaking that word over their life. By your words, the Bible says, you'll be justified. By your words, you'll be condemned. You build your life upon the things that you speak because out of the abundance of the heart, Jesus said, uh, the mouth will speak and it bears forth fruit, whether good or evil. It's really all through the scriptures. Decree a thing and it shall be established. And and we, it goes on and on. God says, you want something from me? He said, uh, as, you, as you have spoken in my hearing, so shall I do unto you. The, the, this is the power of words. This is the culture of the kingdom. It's supernatural. It's it's somebody did a test one time, and, and I think we even did this years ago. I don't remember the outcome of it, but I I, I think I do remember the, it, it worked. Um, but I, I saw it online. I saw people do this. It was years ago, and they took uh, rice. Remember yeah. that? Oh yeah, yeah, we did do that or something or plant. I can't remember. No, what it was it was with rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it just rice in each one? Yeah. And over one, you'd speak blessings and you'd say how much you loved it. And you know, you're so grateful you're part of the family. And and and, and we spoke, spoke the blessing of the Lord upon it. And the other one, you curse it. We hate you. you you're not a part of this family. I wish you'd just die. You're moldy. You're, you're ugly, ugly. You're and black. That you're, was you amazing. Know, the, the, covered in mold and disgusting. And we would we, we kept speaking. And the, it. the one that we blessed stayed white for 30 days completely untouched, looked brand new, and the other one was completely molded. Mm -hmm. I mean, say what you want, but um, it's a test you might want to do yourself. But regardless of that test working or not working, uh, the truth is it's spiritual, and it does, it does, according to God's word, it works, and we've seen it work in our life. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 18 says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, that's the that is the temperance, the temporal world. That is the that is the physical, material world that we have around us. He says, "While we we're, we're trained not to look at those things, but we're trained to look at the things which are not seen. That's the spiritual world. That's the supernatural. That's the kingdom of God. For the things which are seen are what they're temporary, which means they are subject to change. But the things which are not seen, those things are eternal. They're forever and forever. So he get, he gives a powerful distinction between." what you can see in the natural and what you can see in the spiritual. And our training should be on what we can see in the spiritual. And that's more real than the natural because it overcomes it's eternal. It has more weight than the natural world. The natural world that we can see, he says is temporary, which means it's subject to change. The good news is if you're dealing with a bad marriage, it's subject to change. If you're dealing with uh, bills and you're over your head financially, it's subject to change. You're dealing with health issues, Subject to change. Your children not serving God or being rebellious, subject to change. Everything in this world is temporal. 
It's temporary. The good news is God made us with our words to be like a thermostat and, uh, instead of a thermometer. A thermometer tells you what the temperature is. It says it's 65 degrees outside. Thermostat says it's 65, but gives you the power to turn that furnace up or down depending on what you feel is your comfort zone. You can make it what you want. That's the beautiful part about this kingdom culture with your words. The material does what? It becomes at that point immaterial. The material becomes immaterial and the, the unseen world, the world of God's word that you can't quite see yet, but you believe in your heart when you speak, it becomes the material thing that takes care of the immaterial thing. I'm kind of getting into some word uh, play here, but it is in fact the truth. First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So God is saying there's a, there's, we have to understand there's things going on in a world that the eye hasn't seen or the ear hasn't heard. We got to train ourselves to go, wait a second. There's a, there's a second opinion here. I trust my doctor. I thank God for the report. I thank God for, uh, for his wisdom, but I don't agree with the report. Now he's doing his job. He's putting forth the report, but there's a second opinion out here uh, called God's in God's kingdom, God's word that is higher than what I can see with my eye or hear with my ear. Even what's interesting in my, my, my heart, the Bible says the things which God has prepared, has prepared. God's all, God already knew the bad day you were going to have or the bad news you were going to listen to. Mm -hmm. And he said, now I want you to focus on that, not on what the eye can see or not see or the ear can hear and not hear. That's why you have all, you always hold on to spiritual things. Why? Because the spirit supports the natural. Don't let go of the promises of God. Don't let go of the word of God. Don't let go of that prophecy that you were given four, five, 10, 20 years ago. Don't let go of the spiritual things that God has shown you and equipped you with because that is what supports the natural world. The more you believe in God's support system, the kingdom of God, which is supported by his word, the more you're going to see those things come to pass and the things that are temporary that you do not like go away. The, the material will become immaterial when the word of God becomes paramount in your life and you speak it and declare it and hold on to it by faith and not let go. Why? Because Matthew 6, 10, um, the prayer is this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the kingdom of God is constantly being fulfilled. The will of the kingdom, the will of the king in his dominion is constantly being done in heaven. Make no doubt about that. That's, that's, that's happening right now. But we want it to be done here on earth, and so does he. Well, it gets done how? Through his kingdom, which is called the transfer system. It's how everything that is supernatural Every bit of God's will for my life, his destiny for my life, his purpose for my life, his desire for my life, all comes to pass from that world and this world through the kingdom of God, which is supported by God's word. Are you, are you starting to flow and see how yeah. this works? So number two, the second thing that every kingdom has is citizenship. Jesus said you must be born again. Everyone knows whatever country you're born into, you have rightful citizenship to that country. If you're born in, in um, if you're born in South Korea, if you're born in China, if you're born in Japan, if you're born in Australia, you would have citizenship to those nations. If you're born in America, you would have it here. 
Um, but what's interesting is Jesus said, you must be born again. So already implying that we were born before, but we need to be born the right way. Is what he's saying. And nobody comes into my kingdom unless I've been born again. How do you get born again? By believing that Jesus Christ is the king in his kingdom, that he died for your sin and that God raised him from the dead. You can and will be saved, right? You will be born again. But we also were born here. So check this out. I was born on earth. Honey, you were born on earth. But we were also born again in heaven. So we would have what was called a dual citizenship. Angels don't have that. Um, other uh, creatures that God has made don't have that. Uh, the only entities that we know of that exist that, that have dual citizenship are human beings, those who are born Again, we're born on this planet, but we're also born from above. If that is true, then we get to share in the benefits of both worlds. This is where it gets wonderful. Matthew 16, 17, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Okay? And there's so much, there's so much revelation and truth in this. I don't have time to get into all this, but and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Okay, so he's saying to you, by revelation of who I am to you. You've been born again, and you now you have authority. I'm going to give you keys, and those keys are going to give you power. And that power is going to be established on earth and in heaven. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. I have dual citizenship. I'm working in the natural world. I'm working in the spiritual world. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Are you seeing this? This is your authority that you have on the earth. This is supernatural. It's not, I would have said this is spiritual, but it's not spiritual. It's supernatural. It's when the super or the spiritual meets with the natural and collide and become one. That's who we are. We operate in both worlds. So I can clean my garage, go to the dentist, pick up my kids after school, and still have a powerful prayer life where I'm moving things in the spiritual realm. That's good. And I can even divert time right even things that are untimely like the enemy really wants to do something in 20 uh this this year of 22222 and he's trying to do this out of step or out of time with god so we can actually divert that and say no you can't do that we have power the bible says that we have power even over the weather this is incredible stuff so it's super and it's natural Okay. Third thing is the third thing that every kingdom has is taxation of its citizens. Every single nation has taxation. Um, I don't necessarily like paying taxes. Do you, honey? I don't care to do it. Um, matter of fact, I mean, we're going to be doing our taxes here pretty soon. Maybe you've already done yours and we're hopefully we won't owe anything. Um, but the truth of the matter is I don't like paying taxes, but what I do like, <clears throat> I like the cops showing up at my door if I'm in trouble. Uh, I like I like my uh, I like my uh, city streets to be plowed when there's a snowstorm and the next day I got to get to work. I like to drive on the streets. I like to drive over bridges from one place 
to the other. In other words, I don't like necessarily paying my taxes, but I do get to enjoy the benefits of what those taxes pay for. Now we can all argue about in the natural world how taxes you know are misused, and that's 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 true. And trust me, we all have our grievances. But I'm saying to you that there's taxation of the citizens that live in that particular city or that that particular country. We actually pay our federal taxes as well. That goes into schooling and um, education, and it goes into Gosh, I mean, uh, fire departments and the list goes on and on. My point to you is this is they didn't get that from nothing. Uh, Paying my taxes give me rights in that particular kingdom. So my tithe, my offering is what gives me access to my rights and privileges in the kingdom of God. I love what Malachi 3.10 says this, excuse me says this, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. So your, um, we won't call it taxation, we'll call it tithe, but the same principle goes into a storehouse so that everybody can be fed from that storehouse. That there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows or portals of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, empowerment to prosper that there won't be room enough to receive it. So God says, I'm going to give you an extraordinary uh um, surprise, blessing that's going to come with the fact that you're giving into the kingdom of God. You're supporting the kingdom of God. So I, said, well, I want to know where my money's going in that church. I want to know where every dime is. You know what? I mean, here's the deal. Let's not go down that road. That that's that. I would say to that person, please stop giving. Stop, stop giving. That's that's not what we're here for. You can see what these churches spend their money on. You can see where uh, the money's going to in order to be able to be uh, to be able to be a, a voice in that community. It takes a lot of money to be able to do that kind of stuff. Doing what we're doing right now, preaching the gospel online. People paid for all this equipment, paid for the studio to be built in our church. This is this is not cheap stuff. It all comes at a price. But people believe in the vision. But this idea of I want to know this is not uh, this is not a democracy. It's a theocracy where God is in control of His kingdom. Number four, every kingdom has a military, and if you don't have a military, you're going to be overrode by other nations. Right. I mean, if you can just walk into a nation and take it over, there's countries that will do that. But if you have a military, they think twice about it because they don't know for sure what you got. They're going to, they know they're in for a fight. Well, angels are the military of God. Did you know that? Angels are the mil- military of God. And I'll, a few Sundays back, I'm up there. I don't remember if it was praise and worship, whatever I was preaching. I think it was the end of praise and worship. And I'm back there, minding my own business, ready to go on to the next thing. I mean, I was in the spirit, but I'm still ready to go on to the next thing. And I look when I look up, I see angels coming in this corner, which would be the east corner of our east, would be the uh, northeast, and then the northwest corner of our uh, our um, our sanctuary. And they were coming in three th- in, in rows of three. And they really, really paying me attention. They were walking in. And every time they, they would walk in, a group would dip down and get lower and lower. And then another group would come in. And it was they were just coming in. And they were beautiful and golden, like a golden light was shining upon them. And angels walked in the room. Well, I, when I said that, people started, they, started they, they saw them. And there was people who said, I saw shadows on the walls. But I didn't know what was going on. I'm looking for the, the light source. And it wasn't the light. I could see movement in the wall. So God... 
absolutely brought angels in, I believe, because of 2222. I believe he's right. gearing us up for, for a battle. Right. And, you know, I, let, me, let me just throw this in there, honey, because there are military. Right. That's right. And because, you know, when I grew up and, you know, anytime you read about angels in the Bible, or we, you know, somebody would mention angels, you know, uh, I, I knew it wasn't, you know, fat little you know, babies and diapers and right. harps. And, you know, I knew it wasn't that, but I had really no understanding of, you know, the, the, the power, the, the military, the army yeah, yeah. of the, this end uh, of, of angels until, and, and I'm going to help some people out there. And I, I, I love to read and, I found this was back in the eighties when Frank Peretti came out with two books, mm -hmm. um, this present darkness and, oh, that was a second book. Um, uh, oh, I'm just blanking. Here, on I'll, it I'll look it up. What you doing? All that. right. Um, so Frank Peretti came out with these, they're just, they're novels. And in these, in this novel is talking, um, he, he has angels that are in there. He also has the demonic realm that's in there. And then he has these you know, people, these characters of this, of this book. Uh, this person, yeah, it was Piercing the Darkness. Piercing the Darkness. And then he's got one called The Prophet. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's two books. So you start with um, This Present Darkness. And when I read that back in the 80s, and what, he, what Frank Peretti does in his books is that he shows that as people are living their lives or, and, and, what they're doing in their everyday life. And it shows, it starts off in the first book of a pastor who's in a, lives in a small town and in a small church. And, um, he's at the, you know, he's at the pews just praying and how this demonic force keeps trying to get into this church, but it can't do it. And these angels are, they show up in this town and they know the pastor's praying and they're standing by his side. That's just the you know the beginning of the first chapter. But as I began reading these books, um, I really believe that the Lord, because I'm more of a visual learner, and I really believe that the Lord put those in my hands to show me the supernatural realm. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't have a revelation of what these, these are fictional place, books, but we believe that he got a glimpse of some things in the spiritual realm exactly. and wrote these books. And it's been, you know, and I've talked to people in, you know, in the past and, and as I've recommended these books to other people too, of coming back and just, I mean, they are fired up. They're like, oh my gosh, I, I have a revelation of what it means to speak the word of God. Mm. I have a revelation of what it means when I pray. I mean, you know, there's a thing of like, you know, I'll, I'll pray for my family. But when you understand what is taking place as you're in that moment of prayer and is what we're going to be doing on that Tuesday night, when we're in that place of prayer, what is actually taking place? The the battle that is going on around us is real. It's more real than what we think is real. So I want to just, you know, I'm going to throw that out there. And in fact, what I ended up doing, honey, I didn't even tell you this, but I ordered the books again because I'd given them out years ago and never got them back. But I'm like, you know what? I want to reread these books again because it just was such a great visual to remind me of the supernatural, of the army of God, of what takes place when we speak, when we pray. And then it gives you that revelation of, wait a second, I, if I'm not praying, if I'm not speaking the word of God, if I'm not standing and believing, 
what is taking place? My angel's not on assignment to do what the Lord is saying, hey, listen, she's praying and this is what she's declaring. Now I want you to go and I want you to do what the word of God is is speaking well, for Well, think about this. See, Jesus is the captain of the Lord's host. That's right. Right? That's a military thing. Right. The hosts are the heavenly angels that are sent to earth on assignment. We believe that our church has just gotten a whole bunch more angels that have been enlisted, or I shouldn't say enlisted, but have been um, given to released. us, released to us, um, so that when we're here on that night, we have more angels at our disposal. We have a host of angels that we can send forth to do battle against right. the enemy. And just because you don't see him, you were, you know, God opened up your eyes to see at that moment. You know, um, I didn't see it at that moment, but I know when you have a revelation and you, you know what is taking place, you will spend time real, real quick, with God. Let me just, you're right. Let me just say something about seeing in the spirit. It, there's a fine line between seeing in the spirit and your imagination there's a lot of things that we're seeing that we don't give credit to because we've not allowed ourselves to believe that even though I didn't see it like this, that even if I, I then it can't be God because I didn't see it in the unnatural world. Um, I saw it like as if you could see through it. So some might say that's your imagination. Well, yeah, but God gave me my imagination. Imagination doesn't mean I'm making up something. It's being able to see. For instance, what is that? That is, that's the spirit world. And it, it becomes so real to you because it's special. So you have to discern. Was that me? Was that, was that the Lord? Was that the enemy? I mean, it could only be three sources, right? Me, the, uh, So I, did I make that up? No, I couldn't have made it up because I wasn't even thinking about that. But had I not stopped and just waited for a moment and looked at it for a second, I might have just passed it right by and I not even addressed it. But I'm trying to teach you something because God's trying to show you stuff a lot. And he's trying to open your eyes and your ears. And sometimes you're hearing and thinking things. You're thinking, it's just me. And it may not be. But what you do is, what you have to do is, and it may, it may not be and it may be. What you do is you say, okay, could that have been me? Start going through the process of elimination. No, that would, I don't think like that. It's not my thoughts. And is it the devil then? No, the devil would never tell me more angels are coming. Has to be God, right? That's how you learn to operate. And then you get better at it. You get better at it. You get a little better at it. And you flow in it. Amen? So we have an angel army, military base of our army angels, rather, that are at our disposal. Just one angel. I got thousands of them, but if just one angel comes, Bible says one angel rolled that stone away that took 15 men to put in place. Some of the stone that Jesus was laying behind. 15 men, but one angel can roll it away. One angel struck down 35,000 Assyrian army in one day. One angel was released through Egypt and took out the entire lineage of males in one night. One angel will hold the devil down and bind him up in chains, the Bible says. And Jesus said, if I asked my father right now to help me, he would send me a legion that's over, well, it's over a thousand, up to 6,000 angels on my behalf, he said. Wow. And the Bible says we are heirs to God and joint heirs with Christ. In other words, whatever Jesus can have, we can have because we're also sons and daughters of God. As he said, I'm a son of God. 
So Bible says in Psalms 103, bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. That's the kingdom of God. So they come within the kingdom to operate. So we have to operate within the culture of that kingdom by doing what? Speaking the word. They heed the voice of the word of the Lord. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts and you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Amen and amen. So speak the word. Don't speak your mind. Speak what God's word said, as, as uh, Pastor Robin said just a moment ago. Speak it boldly. Send your angels on assignment. And you'll see God do incredible things. I'm going to close out with this little story, and then we'll pray. But my mom, as you know, is a very strong prayer warrior, very strong prophetic, and, and all of that, and, and, and has been my whole life. And she had a beautiful ring. And I don't know if it was, do you know if it was a wedding ring? or I think it was. Her, her wedding ring, and she lost it. She says, I never lose that ring. I know where I put it. And she said, I was taking off when I washed the, the um dishes so she thought maybe somehow it, i didn't notice it and it slipped down the drain so they took the garbage disposal apart took the drain apart took everything apart. it was not there she's looked the whole house checked everything couldn't find this ring finally she said lord i know that you've given me angels and i declare right now in the name of jesus christ and she got some scripture verses together and she said, I declare that my angel go and retrieve my ring back. I want my ring back in Jesus' name. I don't know how many days it took. I don't know. I should, I should. I had her on the phone this morning. But I should have asked her. But I don't know how long it took. All I know is they went to the grocery store one, one day, and they were going to make a salad for lunch. My mom started to get all the ingredients together, and she was going to wash the lettuce and all that kind of stuff. So she's washing the lettuce in the sink with uh, one of those, uh, what do you call them, um, what, I was messing up the strainer, whatever. Calendar. Calendar. She's washing, it, and so she takes her thumbs to dig in to open up the lettuce. She's going to wash the inside as well. She she when she does this, she she opens the lettuce up and out pops her ring, out of the lettuce and onto the counter. She screams, "Oh my God! He did it! He did!" She starts giving God all the praise, and all the glory. Wasn't found in the sock drawer, wasn't found in the vacuum cleaner, wasn't found in some part of the house, wasn't found in the drain. She opened that thing up. It was like a present, and God gave it to her, and it popped right out of that lettuce. Now, you can say she's a liar if you want. I know my mother, she's got nothing to gain by lying about the story. There's a lot of other stories that are great that she has uh, that God's blessed, that, 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 that maybe not as fantastic like that, but it is happened she got her ring back that's the main thing i'm just here to tell you our angels are definitely more prevalent and available to us than we give them credit for and it's time for us to start operating in the supernatural father in the name of Jesus, we close this broadcast out, this program out, Lord God, giving you all the praise and glory that we don't have to be stuck to the first opinion. There's a second opinion that you've already granted to us through your word, which is supported by the kingdom of God, which is the transfer system of everything we need from the spirit world into this world. It's supernatural. And there are angels right now on assignment, and we release those angels in the people's homes even now in Jesus' name. Just say that right now. Say, I receive my angels. I receive my angels. Into my heart. Home, in, my in, home my life, in my life in Jesus name in Jesus now just name. expect the angels to begin to show up yes you already had your your personal angel but your guardian angel but what about more God wants to give you more so you'll have more authority to send them out and you begin to use them 
In Jesus' precious name, Father, may they have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we close this out, Lord God, giving you all the praise and all the glory. Bless your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Well, we hope to see you on Tuesday. Um, this would be the 22nd. If you are viewing this afterwards, we've already had the meeting. Go back in the archives and you can check it out that way if you want to agree with us. You know, the thing about, I love about the Lord, there's no time and space with God. Sorry. I've watched reruns, didn't know it was a rerun. It was like two weeks old and I got so blessed. I'm crying like a baby because it's, God just uses it. That's how he does. Amen. We love you. God bless you until next time. We'll see you then.